0: I forgot to go to the gym today. That makes eight years in a row.
1: (laughs) Thanks for joining us today. You're listening to Laugh Again with Phil Calloway. We all
0: like to be in good shape, but it takes work. You gotta move something, lift something. Sadly, lifting a cheeseburger to your mouth doesn't count. At some point, you'll have to eat a veggie or two, and I'm not talking about French fries. If you're serious about this fitness thing, you might want to go to a gym. Jessica says I was at McDonald's this morning and the name of the guy who took my order was Jim. Does that count? No, Jessica. The gym I'm talking about has dumbbells, squat racks, and treadmills with people running on them like gerbils, getting nowhere. But if you want to get fitter, you have to get sweaty. A few years ago, I took the plunge and bought a gym membership. You'll find me there three days a week, trying not to be intimidated by big guys with muscles in places where I don't even have places. When I was a teenager, I dropped barbells on my nose. No joke. So you'll find me working out cautiously. Here are a few of my favorite gym stories gone wrong. Kathy says, one time the power went out in the gym and six people face-planted on their treadmills. (laughs) Ouch. Matt says, once in college, I saw a guy looking in the mirror yelling, these aren't shoulders, these are boulders. Well, I have the opposite problem. I can't find my shoulders. A man lost his footing on a treadmill. He slipped and the treadmill fired him across the room where he landed cleanly on a mat. Instead of getting up, he just started doing crunches like nothing happened. (laughs) A muscle-bound guy named Mike worked out at the gym. True story. Mike yelled, grunted, dropped weights on the floor, strutted around the gym, admiring himself in the mirror. One day, Mike came in carrying a boombox, cranked up his headbanger music, and climbed on the treadmill. When asked to turn that music down, he just laughed and, and he sped up. As he thundered along, he decided to take off his sweater in mid-sprint. He pulled the sweatshirt off over his head, but it stayed there. Blinded, Mike lost his balance, then shot off the treadmill and crashed through a wall, crushing his boombox. Thankfully, Mike lived through this little adventure. The only injuries were to the wall, the boombox, and Mike's overinflated ego. You know, I've had some Mike moments, like the day my nose met that barbell, and talk about crunches. Ow! My hyperinflated pride was punctured, and it's not such a bad thing. 1 Corinthians 10 says, Let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. The Bible never speaks of pride in a positive way. Proverbs 11.2 says when pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with the humble is wisdom. James 4.6 says God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. What does humble look like? Well, here are four indicators that we're moving in the right direction on that humility treadmill. Number one, criticism doesn't devastate us. In fact, it's an opportunity to evaluate, to change if necessary. Second, we don't gossip. We're aware of God's grace in our own lives, so we pass it on. Number three, we rejoice with those who rejoice. A friend gets engaged or promoted or has a great vacation. We rejoice. Number four, we take an active interest in others. Humble people don't walk around speaking in hushed tones with their heads held low. No, they are joyful people who show interest in others and laugh at their own mistakes. They encourage people, even at the gym where they say things like, Come on, you can do it. Just one more lap. Here, you need some strength. Eat this piece of broccoli. Speaking of broccoli, the other day my friend was telling me about his struggles to lose weight. I eat too much, he admitted. Then he started laughing. He said, If you are what you eat, then I need to eat a skinny person.